This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, packing. We're going to need a bigger bag. Plus, Biz returns from the Midwest. Teresa fills her mind, and we talk to Jessica Love about her new picture book, Julian is a Mermaid. Woo! Woo, woo, summer! Before I ask you how you are, mm-hmm. I was listening to calls, mm-hmm. and this uh, woman calls in saying her fail is just, she's failing at summer, and then she said the most <laughs> profound <laughs> thing. She said, you know, I had these activities, and then we did those activities, and yet... There is still summer left. Yeah. And I just was like so taken back by the, there's still summer left. It's like that feeling where you get to like two or three o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, what? (laughs) It's only two or three o'clock. Like, how much more? Like, something is going to have to happen between now and dinner and and getting ready for bed. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Parenting. Now what? <laughs> Teresa, yeah. with that as our, uh-huh. our landscape, our mood setter, uh-huh. there's still summer left. Uh-huh. How are you? I'm okay. I would love for summer to just continue. Yes. But I... <laughs> so, well, first of all, I should say, I have a seven-year-old. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy birthday, Grace. Yeah. I cannot, seven is crazy. It's crazy. I know. Katie Bell turns I can't believe fucking she's nine. seven. I know. I know. Seven is crazy. I know. They're, like, big now. They're big. They're big. They're this is big. a different thing. You have, seven yeah. is like a bridge yeah. into Newville. Yeah. Wow. Teresa, you've done an amazing job. Thank you, Biz. Yes. Um, and I have been, I had a little bit of like a parent funk last week mm-hmm. where I was just feeling like under attack. Mm. Like I was just feeling really almost like victimized by my own yeah. children. I've like there, it yeah. was really weird. It was a really weird place to be, even like by the toddler. Like Curtis yeah. like threw a really heavy wooden car toy that should not have been in my house yeah. at my head while I was laying down and, like, cut my head. Oh. Like, just weird yeah, things. No, like, all this stuff was happening. And I was, like, I was not handling it very well. Yeah. And on coming out of that, <laughs> coming out of those few days and, like, uh, I've been trying to, like, practice more mindfulness in my parenting. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, like, just, like, when I freak out, instead of just, like, full-blown freaking out, like, noticing, yeah. oh, I'm freaking out. What made me freak out? And, like, how am I feeling right now? And, like, what what's the best thing for me to do right now? You know, right. like, that kind of stuff. But what's funny is how hard that is. Yeah. Like, just so hard. It's, it's so hard. And <laughs> it's, like, and it's, like, that combined with anticipating all my kids needs all the time like that is not a very like anticipating yeah. your kids needs 
is not a very like zen mindful place to be right. but it's so necessary in order for things to like go well like yeah. you, you know what i'm saying no i know and so those are kind of in conflict with each other and <laughs> and that's that's been a little bit of a weird place to be so that's why i was thinking like instead of feeling mindful i just feel like my mind is full right and you know i have my moments but like going into gracie's birthday i was having like all these emotions about it and i was really worked up about how I thought the day would probably go and that was really stressing me out yeah and you know that's all kind of in reaction to how we just had a really hard time with her after like her week away with her grandparents and I'm still like recovering from that and so but then of course her birthday was great okay none of the stuff I was worried about happening happened yeah which is also like disorienting in a way because you're like I'm ready I'm ready (laughs) for whatever is gonna happen you know like I know this is probably gonna happen I know it's gonna just like be what it is and like and then it just kind of goes well and you're kind of left in this place of like well I kind of didn't get to even like really enjoy it. You're amped because up for I the was, fight. Like, you've well, got I wasn't even fight, amped up for the fight. I, I was mean, like, like fight or flight. Like when you get like super focused on mm, something, and then there's like you, no, okay, no, no, because <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, yeah. but that wasn't what I was doing. It was more just that I was using all my energy to stay uh, calm and like let things just be what they were. Yeah, which means I wasn't. I, which was good, but I also wasn't able to be like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like we're having so much fun. Like we went to Harry Potter land and she'd been like really excited about that for the longest time. And like, I just could have, you know what I mean? I know. And so then it was, it was great. It was, it happened. Nothing terrible happened. It was fine. But like, I'm still left with a little bit of like, I don't know where I'm supposed to fall in any of this. Like, I don't know where, I don't know what I'm trying to feel or do. Like, I, right, I don't know where don't I'm Right, because you don't want to be so loose. Yeah. That the, and then you're unprepared. Right. And then if you over-prepare, you're, you I'm feel like enjoying. you're missing the yes, moment. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. is a horrible island. Yeah, it's just a weird yeah. whatever. Great. Yeah. I am sorry. Yeah. But I'm also happy that everything did go yeah, uh, well. Definitely. So For sure. So there's that. So there's that. So I'll take that. Take it. Yeah. With a grain of <laughs> awfulness. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. We just got back from a, like an epic family style vacation where it was Stefan and the kids and I went to Laporte, Indiana, mm. uh, very close to Lake Michigan and mm. Michigan itself. Uh, so we kept going back and forth, and the clocks kept changing. And I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck time it is? Is it right yeah. now? I have no idea." Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It was. It'd be like you'd leave the house and it'd be like 11, but when you drove into like New Buffalo, which was the town where the beach and all that stuff was, it was suddenly 12. That is so weird. I know. So we just ignored time. Right. That's perfect for vacation. It was pretty good. And we met up with eight other friends and Mm -hmm. their children. Wow. Uh, Old friends. The last time we saw most of them, they had no children. Wow. I know. And so it was 10 adults. And nine children, oh Katie Bell being the oldest at eight, and then the very next oldest was a six-year-old. 
Uh-huh. And then almost everybody else was like three Little. or yeah. an infant. It was like such an like epic, epic style. There was running in the yard and like children on backs. We went mm-hmm. blueberry picking. There was mm-hmm. like I was suddenly I was like, I'm in Lake Michigan. I've yeah. never been here before. Yeah. It was beautiful and green cool. and there was campfiring Aww. and marshmallowing. And it was, yeah, it was like uh it was really good. It reminded me that, like, this Steph and I both were like, oh, is this what cousins are like? Is this mm-hmm. what it's like if you have, like, cousins? Yeah. Like, everybody's hanging out and kids are, like, all— Like, our kids were yeah. very, like, trying to navigate suddenly being around other kids yeah. the whole time. It's very intimate yeah. in a way that yeah. you aren't we're, with, like, kids at school. And stuff. Yeah. It yeah. just reminded me that, like, <laughs> we are not near any family. Like, yeah. We just don't, like, have that experience. Yeah. But it was really—it was really nice— I think for us that started the trip on a certain note was we're coming through this like country road. We're about to turn onto the road where our rental is. And that is when we notice that the street where our house is on is called Fail Road. I shit you not. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like. Oh my God. That's amazing. We're on fail road. You're on fail road. I'm on fail road. Why? I don't know. Why? Wow. Yeah. That's not like the street address because the house is like way yeah. far back, like yeah. off the road. Well, you would never have rented that house. I would never have rented a house that was that kind of foreshadowing. <laughs> I will say there were very few fails on the trip, uh-huh. but I just was like, I cannot believe our yeah, house is on fail road. Wow. Trips like this, mm-hmm. I think, tie in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. which is truly amazing that we've never talked about it before, packing. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. hmm Packing for a trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's a relaxing activity. Uh-huh. There is a lot to actually unpack yeah. with packing. Yes. Just came up with that right now. Feeling good. Look at you. Look at me. Unpacking the packing, both the real baggage and the emotional baggage mm-hmm. surrounding it. I think there are a couple of different areas to tackle. So we'll just try and get on through this. But like, I feel like for me, I became keenly aware that packing was no longer what it once was for me when Stefan and I were loading up the car to take both children to, uh, Ellis was like an infant, you know, so Katie Bell was like around four and a half, almost five, and we were just going to his parents for the weekend, Mm -hmm. like less than 72 hours, Mm -hmm. okay? And the car looked like we were going away for a month. Right. There was so much stuff. Right. And I just remember, like, both of us looking at each other, and I'm pretty sure pre-kids, I had some vision in my head of, like, seeing families at the airport, like, with, like, eight l- bags of luggage. Right. Being like, they must be on some interna- yeah. <laughs> international yeah. trip. They must be, you right. know, going somewhere for, like, eight months. Yeah. And now I'm beginning to be yeah, suspicious that they're just going away for a week. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, like, that yeah. was, like, this first moment of, like, wow. That's different. I always think I always think it seems like too much yeah. for a shorter trip, but what I've realized is that 
Like, whether you're going away for three or four days or, like, eight or nine days, it's the same amount of stuff, essentially. Because if you're going away for eight or nine days with kids, you're going to do wash wherever you go. Right. That's, there's no, like, if you're not staying in a place with laundry services, you're just going to find a laundromat at some point and do wash. There's no... Nobody's traveling with young kids or babies and just planning to be gone for two weeks and not do any wash. Well, right. So, like, basically, if you go somewhere for three days, you need all your stuff. You still need need everything. You need all the bedding stuff. You need all the like diapering stuff. Right. Yeah. You need all the clothes. You need all the toiletries type stuff and the tooth. I mean, the loveys and the the all the everything. You need everything. Critical bedtime thing. Sure. Like the sound machine. The light. Oh yeah. The the monitor maybe. Maybe yeah. the monitor, yeah. the clock, if you're sure. having a clock, whatever yeah. it is that needs to recreate your yes. room the yes. way that your child will go to sleep sure. has to happen. Yeah. And a special book or books yeah, to well, read on the books. way. Are there, there books? Will there be books whatever. there? You still have to have the special books. Special snacks, just That's in right. case. You should have, you bring toys? You should bring some toys a couple for something toys, to play so with. It's familiar. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's that's three. We're still talking about a three-day trip, by the way. Yes, I, yeah, I agree. Three days. You still need everything. And you need you all your shit for three days. Yeah, and if you have an infant, you need different chairs for that child to sit in, right? <laughs> like sometimes if you're driving, uh-huh. we we like would take a bouncy seat, and yeah. then there's also like there's equipment, like yeah. even the, like the portable screw-on high chairs that you could take to restaurants or screw yeah. onto a counter. Yeah. That stuff. Car seats. Yeah. If you're going somewhere, you need to take the car seats. Strollers. Yeah. You're taking strollers. You are taking. I mean, unless pack some and of play. those things you're borrowing at the place where you Maybe. go. Maybe sometimes you are. Maybe yes, there is. We've never been on one of those trips where there's uh-huh. been stuff for us to borrow. Oh, I almost always borrow. We never go like places with other kids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> where there's other kids there. Uh-huh. We used to rent the car seats, but mm-hmm. then that just got too expensive, and so uh-huh. we were like, "We'll just pack, like, bring uh-huh. the car seat and put it through the yeah. check-in luggage." Yeah. But like. Usually we're the only ones with kids when we go to places, uh-huh. so we bring the bed, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But you're right, Betty. It's like there's all this yeah. stuff, yeah. and pre-kids, I had different opinions on that. Yeah. I certainly assumed it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah. My child will sleep with the door cracked as opposed to the nightlight. Yeah. That did not turn out to be a reality. Yeah. And I also didn't want to put myself in a situation where I was on a trip, which is usually kind of stressful anyway with Mm -hmm. kids, and then add to my stress by trying to force my child to get comfortable somewhere they're not comfortable Mm -hmm. if I had ways to alleviate that. Mm -hmm. So packing involves a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it really took me to like this year to really give into it, Mm. like to really just be like, yeah. We're going away. It's going to be two big suitcases. Yeah. One for the kids, one for us, mm-hmm. right? There's still going to be the carry-on bag that's going to have a lot of stuff. And I genuinely think each trip that I'm getting better at packing less and less. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is less. Mm-hmm. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then I zip up the bags. And we have, mm-hmm. like, a bag scale mm-hmm. that you can clip on, which I have to recommend to everybody because that is a lifesaver. And I lift up the bag at home, and it's still, like, 
49.5 and you're like, man, my limit's 50. I I know we have to come home and somehow we'll come home with these bags weighing more. Or I'll pick it up and it's like 52. I'm like, how the fuck did we get to 52? Right? And then suddenly there's an extra carry-on that's just a grocery bag filled with like sweatshirts, like heavy things. I know. Sweatshirts and shit. Yeah. So there's packing for the trip and then there's carry-on packing. Mm-hmm. Those are both separate because you've got all this list of stuff that you have to take in your suitcase, but then carry on. That's like a whole checklist as mm-hmm. well, right? Like, are there devices that your kids are going to want to use on yeah. the plane if they're old enough to use that? Are they charged? Do you have, have you loaded them with things that might be new or interesting so they yeah. use them? Do you have like new books or like small water wells or whatever? Food. Do you have fucking food? Do you have enough diapers to last in case you get laid over at the airport, right? Mm-hmm. What if they shit themselves on the plane? Do you, I still pack clothes for Katie Bell just in case she spills on right. herself. Yeah. You know, and what I learned early was I should pack jeans for myself when they were babies. Oh, yeah. Because they always peed on me. Oh, and then yeah. I was traveling in, like, filthy clothes oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's definitely one of those moments where you come face to face with, this is a lot of stuff. Yeah, right? oh, totally. Yeah. No, I think that the idea of trying to pack less, yes. I've stopped seeing that as being good. <laughs> like, because... <laughs> I love Teresa. Because I realize, like, I'm only fucking over myself yeah, when I, I do that. Yes. Like, the... Yes, like it used to be when I was traveling by myself. That's great to travel light. That's awesome. That's right. such a good feeling. You can travel light. You don't need that much stuff. Yeah. With your kids, if you're leaving stuff behind, an extra change of clothes or an extra pair yeah. of jammies, and you're like, I just want to pack lighter. Great. That's gonna totally fuck you. <laughs> like two days, two and a half days yeah. from now, when you have to like figure out, you have to either put your kid in dirty clothes, yeah. or find a way to do wash, or yeah. you ran out of undies and you didn't realize it yeah. or I mean like like even if you know there's wash there yeah I still pack t- at least two extra well, something because a lot of t- yeah because a lot Just of times case. well and also you're traveling so yeah. it's not like you're like sitting around like well better do a load of laundry, laundry right now like yeah. it's you're only doing it if you absolutely have to right and you don't always have time like yeah. it's not always possible yeah and you one of the things that we've realized we needed to start taking was medicine, like mm-hmm. Tylenol. Yeah. Somebody always gets sick yeah. on the on the trips and uh-huh. stuff like that. But I will say that, like, as given that Ellis is now four and a half, you know, almost five in November, Stefan and I both can recognize the, like, shedding of things we have to bring. We still bring a lot, mm-hmm. but there's a lot not having an infant anymore yeah. that you get to shed, yeah. which is kind of like, totally. like it's still two giant suitcases, but they're, again, they're still not the backpack or the stroller or yeah. the, though I carried that stroller as long as I could not to put my child in, <laughs> but to carry shit around the airport. <laughs> this was like, this is like my grocery cart and I'm putting all my bags in this because like even with Ellis, One of the things I have to take into consideration or just, like, parent up about is Mm -hmm. he's not a fast walker. Mm -hmm. And so whatever I'm carrying Mm carry-on-wise, even if he's like, I'm going to carry my own suitcase, eventually I am carrying him and the suitcase as well Mm -hmm. because he is so slow. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a mega workout. And I still can't figure out how to carry on less in my carry-on bag because we need all of it. Yeah. We use all of it. Yeah, totally. 
all the time. And by the way, I've I we haven't done a plane trip with all the kids in a really long time. Um, but I will say I've the way I pack for a car trip is yeah. pretty similar because my kids need yeah. their own bag and we need a bags that we can access while we're driving. Oh yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Like you still yeah. have like the suitcases and then you have like your other little bags that are like this one's for you and I'm yeah. always like trying to decide like what to give my kids control over. Right. Like I want to give them each a water bottle. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, but I don't want Oscar to have access to his water bottle necessarily because he's just going to drink the whole thing and right away. <laughs> and then we're going to have to like stop to pee 10 times in yeah. the next hour. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, for us with cars, I feel like we'll get away with packing a little more. Oh, yeah. You know, cramming oh, it totally. in. Oh, totally. Because like, you just grab an extra bag and shove some stuff into it. Yeah. Shove it yeah, in the car. Like, I'll bring this espresso it. machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask, are there feelings about packing? Do you have, like, because, like, for me, packing has become this thing that is an extra activity before and after a trip, right? Uh-huh. There's, it takes me, like, a long time. Like, I know the day before a trip, uh-huh. I'm spending a majority of my time packing. Mm-hmm. Pulling it all out, getting it all in place. It takes me a fucking day. Th- yeah. It's a it whole li- day. I am not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It makes me feel sad. And I feel guilty about it because I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm using this. But like, really, for yeah. like a big family trip where we're going to be gone for yes. a week. It really, realistically, if I'm like kind of parenting at yeah, the same time you have to and stuff, at the same you know, time, there's yeah. a toddler there and there's dogs and there's stuff yeah. that, and picking pickups and whatever. Right. That's my whole day. day. My whole day is packing. And then yeah. getting to the location, I spend time, as soon as we get there, uh-huh. I do the unpack. Oh, I don't. I uh, see. Ever. I, else. I never unpack. Oh, really? Yep. I... We live like animals yeah. wherever we go. <laughs> We I, Jesse unpacks and yeah. tidily puts his own yeah. things away in his own little kids. drawers. Nope. Yeah. We just dig for stuff. We yeah. make piles. One bag becomes a laundry yeah. bag at some point. Yeah. You shove things here and there. Yeah. You find, yeah no. No, no. I like no. to do the unpack to find stuff because there, I will say the thing that annoys the crap out of me, uh-huh. this is my own personal uh-huh. annoy the crap out of me, is we'll be like halfway through, we'll be almost to the yeah. end of the trip. And then like Katie Bell will be like, I had this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes, uh-huh. I told you to look through all the stuff. Like, like for this trip, we didn't have shelves or anything uh-huh. at the house we were staying in, the room that we got. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, we were all in individual bunk beds. That's so let adorable. Me just let you guys know that. Congratulations. Anyway, squeak, squeak. Sounds squeak, very squeak, romantic. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> <laughs> so there was like, I didn't realize I had, like, there was Sorry, stuff. I need to have a configuration. No, I need there, to know. You go in the room. We were both. We were, everybody was on a bottom. I know. Oh, there were four there bunk were beds. Five bunk beds. Whoa! And, and with all Lawrence's all in Lawrence's. one bedroom. So Stefan in his own bottom bunk. Oh me in a bunk. Oh Ellis in a bunk. Katie Bell in a bunk. Oh all God. of us squeak and squeak. And then did you keep your stuff on the top bunk of your? No, no, no. Bed? So or like just... we had. There was like a like a. Nobody wanted the top bunk. I'm so confused. Katie Bell chose not. Well, she could turn the okay. bottom bunk into a private room. Ellis oh, thought he yeah. did, and then he got up there, and we all were yeah, like, "Dude, no. that's not happening." Yeah, I did not know. I did not want to get on. I the wouldn't top either. Bunk. I'm just. I meant yeah. for the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the other kids were too young to all want to do a okay. pile in the same room kind of thing. Okay. Anyway. I digress. For the kids, we just left their suitcase in the room, and they did do the, like, wild animal pulling stuff out. But then I would leave me at the end of the trip being like, why did I pack half this shit Uh when they never even pulled it out to use it, Uh right? Like, 
did I need two sweaters versus the one sweater? Because yeah. they were cold nights. You but know? that's a fact of packing right. for anything ever. Oops. You never know exactly yeah, what, what you're, you're going to need. need. Yeah. And then, but that makes me irritable that I'm like, <laughs> I could have shed half a pound by not packing this fucking sweater. Right? So yeah. then there's the... So I am an unpacker mm-hmm. just because I like to know where shit is mm-hmm. right when it's time to go to bed. Like I set up the room. I do the mm-hmm. whole like lights and all that. Mm-hmm. But then there's the day to repack, mm-hmm. to leave the trip. Mm-hmm. And that's like almost worse than the initial packing mm-hmm. because you got to find everything. Yeah, There's shit everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. I know. That's a whole other day. It could be that's outside. That's a whole other day. Things could be outside. Yep. Under porches, under yep. furniture, yep. somehow under mattresses that are on the bed because mm-hmm. somebody wanted to hide something and keep it secret. Like, mm-hmm. it is amazing how things get spread out so fast. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a whole nother day. Yeah. And then I find myself being like, just watch the kids. Just mm-hmm. watch them. I know. So I can pack this shit up. I know. I know. And then I also have that, like, oh, I should be making my kids responsible yeah. for some of this. Fuck I'm sorry. that noise. They I don't, can't do like, it. They don't, I will, eventually, yes. I will teach them. But, like, right now, I can't be responsible for that and all yeah. the packing. No. It's no, not no, no, going no, no. to happen. Katie Bell, at almost nine, she, I was like, I need you to gather your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would give her, like, go find these things mm-hmm. or you bring the stuff out of that room and mm-hmm. bring it to me here yeah. like she's now at an age where i'm like i am not gonna go empty that for you right. you can do it yeah. bring it i'll still pack it but like she will yeah she, but that's almost nine yeah that that felt like yeah that was a reasonable request yeah that wouldn't turn into pure frustration right i would like to end on my the only thing that brings me great pleasure about packing mm-hmm. now. And that is the times I do get to travel by myself. Mm-hmm. And I get to have a neat little carry-on suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I get to pack things very neatly. <laughs> and I get to, like, select what shoes I'm going to bring because I'm going to have enough room for that. Mm-hmm. And because everything I pack reflects some sort of time that I'm going to have. Yeah. To do something mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. Everything you pack is white. Every. <laughs> Not true. Everything is white. You just go into your closet and you grab all the white things. <laughs> I'll take this and I'll this take and this. this. I'm gonna wear. Even if I just stayed in bed the entire time yeah. on a trip, yeah. I'm like, this is my favorite shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna bring three choices depending on what mood I'm in that day. Yeah. I know. I can bring two pairs of jeans so that if one gets dirty, yeah. I can wear the other pair mm-hmm. and not do laundry. I know, you can be like, I'm going to bring these magazines. <laughs> I'm going to read. My carry-on is so small, like my actual like oh, purse. I'm just so going nice. to bring a purse. Yeah, all That's I need it. is a purse. All I need is a purse. Yeah. That's it. Got my chapstick. Got... <laughs> That's right. Chapstick and a purse and a big fucking box of M&Ms just for me <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mosaic's Chips. Mosaic's Chips are crafted with organic ingredients you can spot. Green peas, yellow peas, potatoes, and black beans. They're popped, not fried, then lightly misted with organic extra virgin olive oil. 
a new kind of gluten-free chip with flavors you already love. Sea salt, barbecue, cheddar, salsa, and sour cream and onion. Deliciousness.com is your one-stop shop for new and innovative snacks with ingredients you can feel good about. From mosaics, organic popped veggie and potato chips to crunch bites, rice cracker coated almonds. Use code MOTHER at checkout to take 20% off your first order at deliciousness.com. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So I successfully changed something in my household, which was that I had gotten (laughs) into this, like, weird habit of, like, giving my kids, like, gummy bears Mm. or like a little something to reward them for doing stuff I needed them to do like getting that like with Oscar getting himself dressed or like just little like being ready to go or like just little things here and there and it was mostly just because I did it a couple times in a pinch when I like did not have my day organized properly and then they started asking for it and then I was like okay fine if you do that you know if you do this but then it became a daily thing at like certain times of the day that they expected this if they did the thing that they were supposed to do and like it wasn't the end of the world in that like they were legit doing the stuff I needed them to do and it was like you know a gummy bear or whatever but it just bugged me like I was like I don't want to have to like always keep gummies in the house and like keep going to this cabinet yeah. throughout the day and like doing and I don't I just don't like them like continuing to ask me for treats yeah. it just like bugged me do you know what I mean no we're in the like, middle of that I don't yeah. even feel like it's I'm not saying like I like I'm not even judging myself right. on it I feel like it was totally a reasonable amount of yeah. sugar it was like not a big deal like yeah. totally fine it just bugged me I just didn't yeah. like it anymore and so I went back 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 to the achievement charts of old and got them all three kids now because Curtis has to have one too even though he's not really processing what we're doing but he has to have one too of like a sticker chart yeah and they earn instead like getting off the treats and they earn a sticker at that time of day and at the end of like a big ass chart they get like one little thing and it I did have to like this is what we're doing, guys. We're not doing the little treats anymore. Yeah. Like, set them up for this. This is what's happening. We're done with that. This is what's happening now. Yeah. I had to, like, kind of, they were not really that into it at first, but I was just, like, I I had, like, decided in my head yeah. before I did it and did it. And now it's, like, they don't even remember. We're, like, two weeks later. They don't even remember. Oh. And it's so much better. That is for me. So good yeah. on so many multiple levels. Oh, thanks. Making those fucking charts is a lot of work, and it's, remembering yeah. to do it. I, 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 to me, that's just like I'm so impressed. Oh, thank you. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, my genius ties in with packing. I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I ever did it for this trip. I packed a thermometer. 
Oh yeah, everybody used that. The oh, I'm bed. sure. And Especially everybody, with little yeah, with yeah. little kids, it's yeah. like it was like we basically took a preschool on vacation. Yeah, you know, like totally. everybody was passing around germs, yeah. and it was it felt so good to be like, here is this. Yeah. Temporal thermometer that yeah. everybody can fucking use yeah. and know if their kid really has a fever or not yeah. and act appropriately. That's awesome. I just was like, we will never travel without that again. Great. Thank you. Hi, One Mad Mother. This is a genius. It's also self-care. Um, I live in a small town about 20 miles from a reasonable grocery store, and there is no delivery of anything. I can't even get a pizza. Every Saturday, 13 months, Minnie and I pile into a car and drive 35 minutes into town. We go to two to three stores, and then we drive the 35 minutes back. It takes like three to four hours, start to finish. There's usually a diaper change and maybe a wardrobe change. We probably had a meltdown in a store at some point. And then I finally get to come home and unpack all of the groceries. So here's my genius. I just spent 20 minutes on my phone. I ordered a whole week of everything we needed, including groceries and diapers, et cetera, and it was delivered to my office where there is delivery by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I have just reclaimed my Saturday. My whole weekend now is so much better, and the person who is shopping for me is going to get a serious tip because <laughs> she is doing a great job, and I am doing a great job, and you guys. You are doing a great <laughs> job. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Yay. Yay. This is, I, I love this yep. so Good thinking. Much. This was Very really good thinking. Good thinking. Yes. I, I love it when we use the resources out there <laughs> yes. in a way that genuinely helps us. Yes. I, it is so great. Good thinking. Yes. You are a genius. Yes, you are. Failures. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So um, <laughs> earlier this month, Jesse was away for a few days. And around that same time, Curtis, my 18-month-old toddler, was starting to not want to sit in like his high chair in the kitchen. He wanted to only sit at the table with the kids. And he showed me this by repeatedly just getting into Oscar's booster seat just like over and over and over again anytime it was time to eat yeah or when I or when we weren't eating but that was where he wanted to be and I was like okay I get it I get it you can sit at the table now that's fine <laughs> so we just like adjusted his high chair so that he could sit at the table and I got it all set up and so that the kids could all eat at the table together and it was going really great, and he was really cute and, like, really proud and happy to be sitting up there with his siblings and with me, eating to, eating our meals together. And then Jesse came home from his trip, and I realized I had given <laughs> Curtis Jesse's seat at the table without even thinking of it. Oh, yeah. Literally did not cross nope. my mind one time. <laughs> I had given... My husband <laughs> and f father of my children's yes. seat up yeah. to our toddler without huh. a thought of huh. where he would then sit when he came home. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I am super impressed. I really love Jesse a lot, just so you guys know. <laughs> we have a very happy marriage. I fucking love it. You're doing a horrible job. Amazing. Yeah. So... 
One of the, like, the second day we were on this, like, epic Midwest trip, we're like, hey, Lake Michigan's right over there. We should all go to the beach of Lake Michigan. And we're like, okay, great. There's this cute little beach. Great. So everybody's, like, packing up to go. And it's really cool at the house. Mm-hmm. It's not hot. Nice. It's so nice. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not getting the fucking like fucking lake, right? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So we go. Mm. It is remarkably hot by the time we okay. get there. Yeah. Uh, the sand itself is unbearable to walk on if you take uh-huh. your shoes off. So I have to carry Ellis. Oh. We have like two small towels. There's nothing to do play with at Uh the beach for us i definitely doesn't have like hats for kids Mm -hmm. or myself i am in like a shirt and shorts and like it's hot yeah it was just like i just didn't do the beach ride at all yeah i feel like you used up all your packing skills and energy on the trip and then you were just like we'll just go to the beach it won't be like at home where we need stuff yeah it's just we're just gonna go to this place we've never been and it's gonna be fine (laughs) oh my god it was that sucks oh (laughs) it was one of those it's time to go yeah okay we've seen it we've We've seen it it. time to go goodbye Hi, this is a fail. I was playing around with my three-year-old last night before bed, and he was grabbing onto my feet, and I was walking and dragging him along the carpet, and he was laughing and having a good time. And I get him up and get him ready for school this morning and notice the entire side of his face is all red and skinned, and I'm trying to figure out what happened. It's fucking carpet burn. I carpet burned the entire side of his face, dragging him around. So I suck. Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh. It's just like, that is one of those things. Like, yeah. we'll, like, Kate, like, this happened to me where I am the child with the bird. Like, Katie uh-huh. Bell's playing on me in the pool. And then she's, like, grabbing on my arms and stuff. And then, like, the next morning I wake up, I just have, like, bruises. Yeah. Like, everywhere. Yeah. And at the time, I hadn't thought much about, like, how grippy she was yeah. being. Because it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, ha, 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 fun. <laughs> Enjoy your carpet burn. <laughs> Enjoy explaining that to every person that you see. We were having fun. Well, you're doing a horrible job enjoying your children. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. And these mattresses are super comfortable. Jesse and I have one. We sleep on one. It is a very nice mattress that comes to your house in a box that you open and then the mattress pops out. (laughs) (laughs) Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash badmother and using promo code badmother at checkout. Terms and conditions apply.
Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey, th- <laughs> this week we are calling Jessica Love, who is a New York-based actor and visual artist. She's the author and illustrator of the critically acclaimed picture book, Julian is a Mermaid, published in 2018 by Candlewick Press. She studied visual art at the University of California, Santa Cruz, and then went on to study drama at the Juilliard School. She has appeared in plays on and off Broadway since 2009. Jessica lives in Brooklyn, my own old stomping grounds. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thanks, ladies. Hello. 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 Uh, I am going to, first of all, first of all, let me ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? So in my house right now, it's just myself and my boyfriend, Daniel. My um, cat, Lance, is now a New York expat, and he lives with my parents in California, where he can be an outdoor man. So so it's just two human people now, which is (laughs) dull, but our house is small, so... That seems fair. That sounds but like a hard but loving decision that you made. <laughs> it was. It's like that scene in that Bette Midler movie where she pretends she doesn't love her daughter so her daughter can go live with her dad and have a better life. <laughs> oh, God. God. That is so sad. <laughs> it's like, it's just like that. <laughs> can they set up like a kitty cam for you so you can... Yeah, they do sometimes. Okay. He's got this cool. really great asthmatic... Snore, and so sometimes my mom will just leave me a voicemail that's him wheezing. Oh, baby! What is what is your cat's name? Lance. Oh, Lance. Lance. Yeah. Okay, Jessica. Let's get into this beautiful book, which is why we're having you on today to talk about Julian is a Mermaid. And I'm just gonna do my best to sum it up. Riding the subway home with his abuela. Julian sees some women dressed up as mermaids, and he is mesmerized. When they get home, Julian uses household items and his abuela's lipstick to make himself into a mermaid. But what was his abuela think? And that is where we are. That's the cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. Where did you get the idea for for the story? So I worked on this book for a pretty long time. It was my like toiling and obscurity project. I've been working as an actor doing plays actor in New York for the last like 13 years. And so there's so many things that suck about that, but the thing (laughs) that sucks the most is that you have to wait for someone to like give you permission to do your job. So it's a lot of not being able to be creative. And so I've always done visual art and acting kind of side by side So this was sort of my answer to not being allowed to be creative. I worked on it backstage while I was doing like understudy gigs or while I was waiting tables. It was the thing I kept coming back to as a way to be creative. But back when I started it, the man I was dating at the time had an older brother who was transitioning pretty late in his life. He was like 50 I think, and he'd been living pretty unhappily as a woman for 56 years of his life. And then he hit a wall and he was like, if I keep going this way, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt myself. I can't do this anymore. I've got to, I've got to do it. So he started transitioning and I got to kind of watch the way that his family and community made sense out of that. And it got me curious about what 
literature there was out because a big question that kept coming up is like, well, how are we supposed to explain this to our to your to your nieces, or do we just tell them that their aunt is now their uncle, which you know, to a five-year-old is actually plenty of information. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I'm like, I've you heard just that so that much, too. Yeah, just, like, yeah, you can just tell can them. just tell That's them that. what you can just do. It. <laughs> yeah. Just do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five-year-olds All things have being equally left. mind-blowing <laughs> yeah. at five, yeah, all that the should do the trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, it just, it got me, it planted this seed, and I started, I just started to get curious about what this experience was like for littler kids who are trying to make sense of their place in the world and their families trying to figure out how to support them in doing that. I started reading all these blogs about families kind of accounting for their own experiences with their kids. And this theme started to emerge, which was this kind of, no matter what state you're in, what country you're in, there does seem to be this real preoccupation with mermaids <laughs> and there's you know a variety of like pointy-headed theories as to why this is some of them are that like a mermaid is a magical creature that lives between two different elements and some are that like there are, are no genitals to worry about but I had been thinking a lot about drag and and the performance of identity and how creativity and costume is such a beautiful tool and expression of some someone saying to the world this is this is what I look like on the inside this is how I would like to be treated and so at first the mermaids were going to be drag queens that Julian was encountering on the on the train but then when I started reading all of this stuff about mermaids it occurred to me that the Coney Island mermaid parade was kind of a perfect yeah like experience portal for this to be opening up. So that's kind of how the framework of it got born. But the story was always pretty, pretty simple and pretty clear. It was always Julian and his abuela. And it was always an encounter on the subway that kind of opens up this new world of self-expression for him. And she was always on his team. The book is visually beautiful. It is a it is a visual mm. journey. And in fact, there aren't a lot of words in it at all. So why did you decide to tell the story visually? Yeah, that is the way that I tend to like think of and make sense of stories when it mm. I, I drew this whole book from beginning to end maybe like seven times before I got a literary agent and we started shopping it around. So I had like many, many, many drafts of the story in pictures, but ha had still not landed on what I wanted the words to be. And for a while, we had talked about maybe making it a completely wordless picture book. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that you lose there is people just assume um, that Julian is a girl. Yeah. And so then whatever, whatever interesting conversations might spring up from him not being a girl get kind of sidestepped. But I think the thing that is so cool about telling a story with pictures instead of with words, there's a way in which you can kind of bypass meaning getting tied down the way that language continually sort of insists <laughs> that it be. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have to tell tell you with words what Julian is feeling. I can draw it. And then rather than there being like three steps and a judgment value, you're just feeling it because you see it in his face. It's the, it's the, you get access to people's like mirror neurons in a more direct way. I think if you're, if you're talking to them through pictures and I wanted, I wanted the story to feel like a thing that could actually belong to the kids who were reading it, which is why, which is why it's mostly pictures. I wanted them to be able to read it under the quilt alone and still be able to make sense of the story. Yeah, I mean, it's that completely comes across because it's it's the message is so open and expansive, and it shows us his world, but doesn't tell us exactly what to think. You know, I mean, we really yeah. get to. I mean, as I was reading it, I really was like, what is about to happen? And, oh, when he goes and he starts making his mermaid costume out of the things around the house, and then the moment he puts on his abuela's lipstick, I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? What? I, don't, I don't know what to do. But he looks like he's having such this, like, lovely time. And, like, oh, I just love this. Oh, and he pulled the plant out, and that's a mess. Oh, God. And, like, you know, and then he, like, goes to this whole, like, uh, imaginative scenario where he's underwater and I I just it took me two times reading it through before I caught on that like the patterns of the fish were the patterns of the clothes that like Abuela was wearing and I was like oh my god she's a fish and like you know and then she comes out and there's this moment where they are looking at each other Mm -hmm. where she has caught him and he is looking at her and she is looking at him and I am like what Mm -hmm. is going to happen I don't know what's going to happen. And, and so I just, it is so, like, you really get to emotionally go through this with your right, without the the words. And I, I it is, what was the, the choice about it specifically being in this cultural scenario? I mean, like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, talk to me a little bit about identity when it comes to where a person is from or the community that they're a part of. Right. Like why, why, why as a straight white lady, did I need to write a book about the Afro Latinx (laughs) transgender community? (laughs) Okay. You could put it that way. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a way in which it wasn't like, because, because, we are in this cultural moment where where we are trying to really diversify our storytelling portfolio in yes. terms of who who the stories are about yeah. and who the people who are doing the telling are i think there are probably people out there who assume that this was like kind of an on purpose thing but it wasn't it actually wasn't really julian looks like what my boyfriend at the time looked like as a little kid. Yeah. And and so when I imagined what our kid would look like, that's what he looked like. <laughs> and in terms of why uh they're Spanish speaking, I I liked the idea of it being set in a community that perhaps has a more traditionally Catholic background yeah. with a lot of machismo, where maybe a story in which masculinity wears a different face might have higher currency because there aren't there aren't so many stories like that yeah no that's it that's a hundred percent clear and I, I for me 
One of the things, one of the moments that I love so much is when the uh, when his abuela goes like leaves him. She's caught him. She turns around. Uh-huh. She walks away. <laughs> like what is gonna happen? And she comes back uh-huh. and she she puts this necklace on him. And it's like just this beautiful moment of acceptance. And then she just takes him right out and to march in this you know the mermaid parade. It just reminds me that like we. <laughs> Whenever we can give hope to families, like love coming first in families, like mm-hmm. it just was such a, a strongly communicated thing, such a small gesture that expressed so much love and support that it was just, it was so touching. It was so beautiful. You just really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I just love this book. I love this book. What do you hope? people uh, take away from the book? The thing, the, this thing has gotten so much farther along in the world than I ever really thought it would. I thought I was going to like self-publish it and give it to my friends as kids and that would be <laughs> it. So I didn't like my imaginative landscape really ran out of road at that point. And so everything that's happened past that has been a surprise But the thing that has been the coolest feeling about having this book actually out in the world and like a thing that you can buy at a store instead of a thing that I have to personally hand to you is hearing from parents from all over the world who keep saying like, my, my kid really needed this book, needed a, needed a positive example of like a kid that looks like him or a kid that behaves like him or a kid that has the same interests that he does that isn't didactic, that isn't like in a way kind of teaching my kid about how shame maybe should be one of the attendant emotions on their love of dress up. Right. So so I guess it's the hope for, for kids who identify with Julian to see themselves in a world that is loving and beautiful and also for kids who who don't identify with him at all to get to go on a little bit of an empathy journey and yeah. rather than be told don't bully boys who wear dresses rather to like identify with a character and and feel what it's like to be them from the inside out yeah it's success you did that <laughs> It, oh, good. It is, all, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Teresa. No, I just, I also want to add that I I think it does all of those things yeah. so beautifully. And also, I think another thing I really appreciate about the book is for parents, like, I know that, you know, as, as somebody who is on my own journey with my transgender child, like, when your child first is indi- maybe indicating to you that, you know, there may be questioning or, um, like, trying out different kinds of expression. Um, I think Mm -hmm. as a parent, there's a tendency to feel like, oh, shit, I need to find out all the stuff about this and answer, like know what to say and know how to answer my child's questions and other and and know how to explain to my child what they're going through or like, I don't know, like when you're really feeling like, oh, this is a new area that I don't necessarily um, inherently understand, but I want to support it, but I don't know how. Yeah. Your book. You want to cram for the test. Exactly. You're cramming for the test. And like, I love how 
your book is just such a great example of that calm, loving support that like really mm. is really right. all we need and really all our kids need. Like you like and and another part of not having a lot of language in the book is that you can see that who knows what really is going on for the abuela or like what kind of processing she's doing around any of it it kind of doesn't matter because all she's doing is showing you're I like I like you I like you and I love you and I support you and um and it's so it's just so it's so perfect and so kind of reassuring I think for parents and for kids yeah because like even if because I, as a reader of it, as a parent, I was also just like, Julian also totally symbolizes all the different things our kids might be doing that might not right. go with that we what may not we have expected or something. Yeah, and just you know whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, that small yeah. gesture of the necklace is is incredibly powerful. I just. You've done a really good job with this book, and we love it so much, so so much. Um, just, you missed Jessica. You missed the hand moves I do. I that do Biz hand moves also when I did sing. with that little hand song. Dancing? There was a There's song and dance. Hand dancing with white fingers going up and down, going wow, wow, wow. Um, the highest anyway, praise it is, in all the land. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is hand dance. Jessica, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show to talk to us about this book. And even more so, thank you for creating this book. I, we, it is so absolutely beautiful in so many ways. And we really love it. Hand dances and all. And we are going to link everybody up to where they can get it and to find out uh, more about it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Kardashians. Michael Cohen. Hashtags. Clickbait. Memes. (laughs) Debunking. Rebunking. (laughs) Regular-sized bunking. Bodie McBoatface. Do any of these words make sense to you? then maybe Trends Like These is the podcast you should be listening to. We put an episode every week on MaximumFun.org. Hosted by me, Travis McRoy. And me, Courtney Enlow. And me, Brent Black. Trends Like These on MaximumFun.org. Because with Trends Like These, who needs any memes? Ah? Uh? Ah? Uh? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're Everything's Everything's Coming Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. We are a Simpsons podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, and we've got some exciting news. Ooh, tell me. We are going to be doing some live podcast shows in some of our favorite cities. We're so excited, and we want to let you guys know out there in the Max Fun universe that we are coming to you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. On Saturday, September 15th, we will be at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Yeehaw. On Saturday, December 1st, we will be at the Alamo Draft 
Lighthouse, Sloan's Lake in Denver, Colorado. There's no basement in the Alamo. Mm, we'll find out. It's Friday, <laughs> December 7th, we are going to be at the Vera Project in Seattle, Washington. Oh, God. Uh, Nirvana. Yes. Okay. And Saturday, December 8th, we will be at Mississippi Studios in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Matt Groening lives there. Yeah. Or once lived there. He he still lives there in our hearts. So um, make sure that you mark your calendars for those dates, and we will be posting the ticketing links on our Twitter. That is at Simpsons Pod, and we will smell you later. We are back from announcements. Oh my gosh, Julian is a mermaid. Yep, is so lovely. It is really lovely. I. That's all we're gonna. That's all we yep. needed to say. You guys so, probably picked up on that. Yeah, we <laughs> highly recommend this book for everybody. Yep, it is so beautiful. In fact, I actually want that art, like that cover, as a piece of art to hang. Me too. In my house. Me too. I love it. I also love and sometimes wish I could frame and hang on my wall. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, maybe in the bathroom? Maybe in the bathroom. Uh, if I could take a mom having a breakdown and turn it into a visual image. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hang that on my wall and frame it. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, my mothers. Um, this is a rant, and it's mostly a happy rant, but it's also a happy rant that's making me a little bit insane. But I bet um, we are going through a lot of life changes. Uh, the kids are going to school for the first time. I'm going back to school. <laughs> We're going to get dog tomorrow, and uh, I just got a new job this week. And while those are all individually really good things, altogether they're making me go a little bit crazy. And I feel like between the house and my job, which I really like, and getting me ready for school and the kids ready for school, and then the addition of, you know, for a family member, um, there just might not be enough of me to go around. And, yeah, I just needed to say that good things can be overwhelming sometimes, too, especially when there's not enough emotion left in love to process all the good things. So uh, thank you for listening and uh, for telling everybody that they're doing a good job. Love the show. Bye. Wow. I know. Talk about cramming for the test. I know. This. Yeah, that's yeah. so many things all at one time. First of all, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. And this is such a valid point about just because they're like things are great, yeah, they can also be a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And the reality of not having the emotional bandwidth to to do all those things to mm-hmm. I mean, like those are all big, wonderful, awesome things. And together, it's so yeah much and well, then, even any one of them yeah. there's a there's a time period of adjustment yes. like even your kids going off to school like that takes certain things off your plate but it also adds more things to your plate and you're like cognitive pathways about like what needs to happen at any right. given time during the day need to kind of like be retrained yeah you know like this it's just a lot of adjustment even for one of those things. yeah and then like yeah it's like a total like here we've laid out all the pieces and now all the pieces are going to be changed and mm-hmm. now you have to find your way out of the maze right yeah. like it yeah. it is this ties into that whole 
like guilt thing of, oh, look at all these nice things that are happening. I feel bad about it. Now I should feel bad about feeling bad and feeling stressed out because it's all good stuff. Yeah. Right? That happens all the time. Uh, and there, I just want to like say yes to the emotional depletion that happens with any one of these things and then all together. Like mm-hmm. that is – Oh yeah, it's all it, it, like it is emotionally depleting. You're trying to like pump up your kids for school. You're trying to pump yourself up for them going to school for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're trying to pump yourself up for yourself to be returning to school. Mm-hmm. Returning to school and your work, those are two very like selfish activities. Of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is you, and yeah. you enjoy this, and you're going to yeah. get to do this thing for yourself. That's a big. That's transitional too. Yeah, you know, like it is. It's a lot. You, to be clear, you don't mean they're selfish, like you're oh, being selfish no, I mean. to like, be doing yes. that. But they're, it's it's a lot to handle for yourself. Yeah, like, like yeah. These yeah. are, I mean, you say you like your job. Yeah. And yeah. going to school it can be very fun. If you are one of those people who really likes going back to learn more. Teresa's <laughs> giving me the eye. So, I went to law school. I know. I went to the non-fun The non-fun kind of school. school. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. And it, because you're going through all of it right now, that yeah. means like two months from now, everything's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. Because you don't have to let, you right. know what I mean? Like if it was staggered, yeah. you'd, you'd have like oh, one thing like, and then yeah. the next thing and then the next thing and That's then the next right. thing. You're just getting it all over with at once. Just like having all of your kids just one year after the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> When they're in college, it's going to be great. No, no. There is something to be I – th- I think you're right, Teresa. I think there's something about kind of getting it all done. Yeah. Just make sure you're giving yourself some, like, uh, gentleness and some oh, gentle yeah. time for yourself. Oh, totally. So that, so that when everything is in place, you're not – you've got something for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a, a good a good place to – the start recovering from this sort of like big life change series that's happening to you right now mm-hmm. because you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. Golly, you're doing such a good job. Yes, you are. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? Packing is a chore <laughs> <laughs> that leads us to a trip of good times. Mm hmm. To then repack, it's like the like the worst two bookends yeah. of a great, yes, supposedly a great thing. Yeah. And I think you know we didn't even talk about the fact that that can be a real uh, mood changer. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of stress around like packing all that shit up and making sure you have everything, and then like because like half that stuff you can't pack till the next morning, right? If you're leaving in the morning because they're using it all that night, and if you have forgotten that, and you have to make a list, you gotta make the list to check it off. Yeah, and like there's always something somebody forgot, and then they gotta run back in and get it. You never get it. Like you gotta pack an extra thirty minutes to get out of the house. Yeah, Um, good. Uh, And then you're supposed to go. And be like super awesome at your trip, right? <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a shit sandwich. It kind of is, yeah. But yeah. it is something that's part of it, uh huh. And definitely one of those things I feel like you can use as a benchmark for getting really good at it. 
Yes. Right? Yes. This feels like one of those things that's not a metaphor for getting really good at it. It's a physical thing yeah, that you that can each time get better you at. can get genuinely yeah. better and better at yeah. it. And I think it's also a good time marker as you shed some things that mm-hmm. go. Right? Yeah, like, true. Ah, we don't have to take this thing anymore. Yeah. Goodbye thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that yeah. is, those are two pluses. Yes. Of packing. Indeed. Yay. Again, we cannot stop screaming about how much we love Jessica Love's book, Juliana's a Mermaid. You really should uh, grab a copy for you and your family and your loved ones. Everybody, there's still summer left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's that. Yep. You're all doing a remarkably good job. Yeah, you are. You doing really summer. are. Yeah. That summer comes in so many shapes and sizes. It really does. There are so many balancing acts. Yeah. It is literally something I cannot understand how we do year after year. Mm. It is. There's so much. And it gets hotter every year. Yeah, just <laughs> starting to like my emotional state. The world is beginning to boil. It is so Fucking hot and dry and awful here right now. It is like our snow, Indiana. It is like our snow. You can't go outside. Yeah, this is February. It is like the so where you're like, I can't take any more hot days. And then I can't take any more snow. And then it's May and you get a snowstorm. Yes. That is like it is here. Yeah. It is August. And all I know to be true is that we've got like four more months of 100 degree weather. Oh, yeah. Easy. 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 Yeah. Well, on that cheerful note, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, yes, you're doing an amazing job, and I know you are getting ready for back to school. Yeah, and I know that that is not uh, the same as it is, say, for me. Yeah, in terms of opinions about going back to school, <laughs> and I want you to know that I think you're doing a great job. Thank you, Biz. I also think you are doing a great job. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.